Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Feet don't fail me now. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's Monday. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore, and I hope you all had a great weekend. How's it going, everyone? A great little pre-Christmas World Cup weekend. You in the Christmas spirit? Um, not yet. I, I, once again, I've, it's hurtling towards another big celebration, and I've forgotten to get any presents. So, uh, right, I'm fucked. No, you're not fucked. I'm absolutely there's still, fucked. There's still plenty of time. I'm fucked. You're shoveling mountains and terrible stuff. <laughs> you've still got plenty of time. What are you going to get the partner you've got access to? For oh, I don't know. Well, if I say this, because she listens. She won't listen tells to me it. off. She listens to. She li- she'll always listen to one that she she thinks she's going to get some telling off juice out of. Oh, okay. Like she. What was the thing? That Good was, commitment. It is. Yeah, she'll sort of locate the one where I'm going. Oh, I like girls' boobs, and she'll go. Oh, you just said you like girls' boobs. I'm like, you've got boobs. <laughs> Or something like that. In many ways, as an endorsement. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. I, I Maybe I didn't like boobs before you. I, did you? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty much been my lifelong uh, obsession. Yeah, so you know, you said to me before, sometimes on the very, on the very um, kind of odd occasion, you get like a lucid dream where you know what you're dreaming about. Yeah. First thing you do in your dream is go and seek out a nice pair of boobies. Is that right? <laughs> is that, that's true, right? That, that, I may have said that on this very podcast, yeah. Yeah. But, but as you get older, you don't really get lucid dreamed anymore. Is that right? I don't. I, I don't get. I don't have control of any of them. It's, it's usually me just looking for a toilet, and I can <laughs> and I, I can never get a toilet that isn't in full view of everyone. There's yeah. always like a door open, or yeah, you just it's just unable. Or it's full of shit or something. Yeah, it's just absolutely. What do you think that means? I need a piss. It's a sign of a disordered mind. It's though, a, isn't it? a sign of a man. You could just be having a dream where you just need a piss. Just just have a dream where I, I, I could get so much done. I could read a book. Learn a language in my dream. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if I became really fluid in a ma- fluent in a uh, in a language I've or, I've just made up. So based on what, so I I sometimes I sometimes have a dream where I'm in like a really successful um band, like a recording right. artist kind of setup. Okay. Yeah, and um I'm I'm doing a big show, and when I get out on stage, I can't remember anything. Yeah. Right. And it's terrifying. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, if knowing what you know about your dreams, mm. imagine there was a world where whatever you dreamt about when you woke up, it was there. Right. For better or worse, <laughs> would you take it? Um, so it could no, be that you had a delicious meal. As I get older, though, I'm dreaming about like a lot more apocalypses. <laughs> so you? I wouldn't like that to be true. That'd be awful. So one, one, so that's that's really interesting because one of the things I read about a lot is that a lot of people, particularly young people, get a lot of anxiety about the state of the world right apocalyptic stuff climate change stuff and for some reason that's something that never really comes in I, I I do or did get anxious about a lot of different stuff like proper anxiety but never about that so I wonder if it's a generational thing yeah maybe it's probably just there's a lot of things more things to worry about nowadays yeah there is mm. and and would you say that um, 
as you said there, lucid dreaming is, 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 is less likely as you get older. Is that a fact or is it something that you think is the case? I think it's the case. I okay, because I've got a sure. book on lucid dreaming. Right. Um, I saw it in a bookshop and I thought it looked quite interesting. I thought I'll give that a read um, because it's, it claims to be able to tell you how to recognise a lucid dream and control yourself within it. I thought it would be quite interesting. Oh, right, cool. I've never opened it or read it. So <laughs> I, I can't, um, I can't well, it's your first step, speak it? to its veracity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, anyway, what was I going to say to you? I was going to say something to you, Dan. Oh, yeah. So um, when you said that. Um, the part that you have access to listens into the show. I cannot stress to you enough mm. how uninterested my wife is in any of the work I do. And, and that's part of the reason I'm very happily married to yes. her. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oy, oy, oy. You, wouldn't, um, you wouldn't want someone questioning your, your work because you are basically living your life through a podcast. Here. Yeah, I'm it's just. Not, expect, I'm making, act. but this is me sort of making order of my life, I suppose. It's kind of like I saw, I saw a video of um, a man with rabies, right? Right, really. And, and he had hydrophobia. Yeah, and the body just goes, none of that, please. Yeah, no water for for for. for I thought you got. Please. Did you get? Don't you get lockjaw as well? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But he's he's just he's very. Um, they pour. He gets given a a, a bottle of water. And it he's sounds fine chilling, there. by the way. It's horrible. It's horrible. But he and he and he and he, and he starts to down it, and his and his body just goes fuck off. And he yeah. sort of stands up. And he's like and spits it out, and 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 that's his body's like automatic um, response. Response. Is there to a it. cure to rabies? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You know. Why were you watching you know, this video? Uh, it's just interesting, isn't it? Right. Okay. Because hydrophobia, you sort of think people are like. Going no what for me please thanks it is mm. literally it is an actual bodily yeah. response of going get the fuck out um, I, I believe what's that got to do with this uh, it's well I I'm constantly confronted with the water of my life thrown back at me in this yeah. show yeah uh, and very much like the I think my dad executed seven gerbils revelation from last week from, from seven Thursday. you found that it was seven I think it was seven yeah um, I mean. If you have that many gerbils, they will fuck, and you'll just have seventy gerbils. So, like, but, so, is it, but is it? I want to get to the bottom of whether it's a crime to do what he did, even in the eighties. <laughs> in the eighties, I don't know. It was acceptable in the eighties. Yeah. Um, do you think less of him for his actions? I, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Just let him free, and just let him get eaten by a bird or something. Nature's Rubbish. way. Nature's way. Find a home for them. Find a home for them. I admit, it's a. It's a big ask, isn't it? No, annoying piece of admin. Yeah, I'll admit. Yeah, I, 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 I can't think Check of a scenario. Check the genitals, pet shop. I can't think of a scenario where someone presents me with seven gerbils, says find a home for these, and I'm not annoyed. No, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm always going to be annoyed. It's like owning that. a boat; you got to pay mooring fees. Oh, mate, and and maintain a five glass hull. Speaking of that, um, so <laughs> I was literally talking about this the other day. A few of my friends back back in the day when everyone was just—I mean, it was the '90s, right? Everyone, everyone was just a bit of a caner, right? Right, and. Um, but we were living at home. Hmm. We got back from. We I hadn't gone to uni then. I think. I, 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 don't think, I think I hadn't gone to uni then. And um, we were just bumming about doing Saturday jobs and stuff. You know what it's like in a small yeah. town, and all of us were in the yeah. same boat. Uh, literally, as, as the story will manifest itself. And people wanted to. And this is not. I should, should stress. This is not me. I didn't. I wasn't actually involved in this, but I was kind of adjacent to it because my hmm. friends were doing it. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but anyway, look, let me get to the point. They wanted somewhere to smoke weed. Mm. They couldn't smoke home. Mm. They couldn't really smoke in the garden. Mm. They didn't want their parents to find out, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. People were a lot, it wasn't as permissive a society then as it is now. Yeah. So, so they had a bit of money. A couple of these guys were from reasonably well-off backgrounds. So they had a bit of money. Or they'd earned a bit of money or whatever. And they said, look, because we live right on the south coast, literally a stone's throw from the south, from the beach. Mm. A stone's throw. Exactly. Why don't we get a boat? A cheap boat, right? We'll never actually go out on it. 
but we'll we'll have it moored uh, on dry dry land, and we'll <laughs> use it, and we can and we can go in there and smoke in there, right? Yeah, like a big hot box. It's like the this is like it sounds like the world's worst Seth Rogen film because but it actually <laughs> happened, right? Oh, we fl- floated into international waters, and, and so and so they we're on a submarine with some Russians. So they buy this boat, they mm. find this boat for like hundred and fifty quid, mm. and it's just got a little cabin in it, and that's it, no engine, nothing. Yeah, they spend days painting it and calling it Clubber Lang which is the Mr. T character from the Rocky films right. with a boxing glove on it, right? And they all they spend all their time going down the Club of Lang, right? And smoking on the boat mm. and all the rest of it. Does that not make you feel really even more seasick? Because no, they're not on the sea. Oh, it's they're, on dry land. On a trailer. In the, in the, <laughs> in the compound. In the compound, so yeah. So yeah. there's no... They don't need oh. to go out there. It's got no just like a little... So they don't have to. I thought they, I thought it was just mooed. Oh, that's cool, right? Anyway, okay, and, in, and in, in the most unsurprising ever conclusion to this story, none of them realised you had to pay mooring fees. Yeah. So as soon as they found that the boat had changed hands, they sent a summons for the fees. Yeah. No one saw it, and it just got towed. And one day they just went over there, and it wasn't the there anymore. The clever land got yeah. towed. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. So they never, they never actually managed to get out on it. They never managed to do it for, for its potential. <laughs> uh, it just got taken away, and no one ever saw it again. Yeah. And, and if that isn't the most 1990 story, because they would have been listening to like Nirvana in it, yeah. it's the most 1990 story you can imagine. They had, I mean, 150 quid. I mean, that's. I think it was pro- 150. Yeah. I mean, I, it was probably a lot more money back in the day, but I would say that 150 quid. I mean, between a few years, that's all right, isn't it? I, th- I think thinking about it, they might have gone out on it once and had to get towed back in. Like, in the, like the only in-betweeners, but yeah. it's like that. I think they had to get towed back in because they had no idea what they were doing. It's good stuff. And I'm not, I'm not criticising them or, or, or belittling them because I haven't mentioned any of them by name. Mm. Um, it's a nice so, touch. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Rob, Chris, Matt. Rob, Matt. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Classic. But mate, in, 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 um, just to change the Matt subject. from the band? Huh? Matt from the band? No. 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 No, no. What, what, um... Oh mate, got green herb. Matt was a character. Mm. Matt, um, I haven't seen him for ages. He used to um... <laughs> right. Tell me if you if you tell me if you can think of a more calorific snack than this. Right. Matt used to sit in the chair in front of the telly, um, dipping Cadbury's roses into clotted cream. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, you're getting like your your your, your um. Your NHS health check at forty or whatever. That's going to take us time. And you're going to be looking back and going, "Yeah, it was there. It was that. It was that day. <laughs> it was that day when I did that." Can, can you put your finger on it? Yes, I can. It was I can that. understand. I can't understand the taste profile for that. To be honest, clotted cream, the sort of stuff you would have on. It's just needless. Scone. It's not adding anything, is it? No, Cadbury's Roses as well. I don't even remember what Roses are. So they're just like, like the Quality Street. Yeah. Cadbury's version of Quality Street. So yeah. they're individually wrapped, mm. soft-scented ones, toffee ones, all that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> cream. Unwrap them, dip them in and eat. I used to sit by, next to him watch, watch him do that. Luxurious, though. Very luxurious. It's very indulgent. It's very indulgent. It's, it's proper like, um, what's the name of that Roman emperor who used to just do whatever he wanted? Like Caligula. It's like <laughs> right, Caligula yeah, stuff, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Fucking it, a watermelon. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, Pete, um, on, on a slightly different note, and loads of people have got in touch, and so I suppose we should mention this. Mm. Um, you've seen that the um, the story of Cocaine Bear is going to finally hit the masses. It's going to go mainstream. <laughs> it's going to go mainstream, is it? And, and I, I find it very odd they've made a film out of this. Um, 
I think everyone's looking for new IP, aren't they? And if you can't, is get there really pod- IP though? <laughs> I don't understand how IP works because, like, we could anyone could do it. It happened. It was just, it was a true story. It's not IPable. That it's not it's not an IP story. It what do you mean? It's, it's an open source yeah. story. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But like, I just but I I don't understand how that all works. I just I, don't I, understand how if you've got a story, like if you're doing something about a story, it's like well, you don't own that story. Like nobody owns the story, do they? It's weird. I don't know how people make documentaries about s- well, certain certain things well, that happened. Obviously. Well, that's different, but IP right. generally, generally mm. is apportioned to fiction. Yeah. So if you've invented the story, it's your yeah. story. I don't think they're, they're, they're seriously put a slush fund aside in case they get sued by a family of descendants of grizzly bears. I just think they might, I just think they might be another arrival. Uh, do you remember there was like two films about Diana on and the cinema at the same yeah. time? Yeah, one had Christmas Stewart in it, right? Yeah. Quite yeah. good, that. It's surprisingly quite uh, watchable. Um, but yeah, so Cork Bears in, in the theatres uh, pretty soon. And uh, well, it, looks my, like, it looks like a fun romp. My concern is more how they've made a story out of that. There's nothing, you can't not, you can't do a whole film mm. based on that incident. Mm. For those of you who can't remember the incident, um, a load of cocaine fell out of a drug dealer's or drug trafficker's plane mm. a, and landed in a forest somewhere and a, and a bear discovered it ate about three kilos of it and died. Yes. And then had his like body stuffed and put in a, a sort of, it's in the middle of the US somewhere, mm. had, had his body stuffed and put on display in some shop, some road stop, roadside stop or something. Mm. And then they've made a film out of it. Mm. They're going to put a love interest in, not for the bear. Uh, <laughs> well, it, I don't know. I, th- I don't know how it'll all fit together. But I think, I think it'll it's be taking liberties. It'll still be three hours fucking long and all that much. No, why um, is that? Why is that now? <laughs> Why is every film like that now? Do you know, know. what? I'll we we you... whinge about this on more than one occasion on the show. We don't need it again, but I, I, it annoys me. Well, I watched Die Hard the other day. Right. Doesn't outstay its welcome. <laughs> it's probably bang on one hour 50. And that's Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. If Die Hard can get it into one hour 50, the Nakatomi Plaza gets overtaken. There's hostages. <laughs> Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah. John McClane. He has to kill a load of people. Mm. There's a love story. He's estranged from his wife. Mm. He misses his kids. They're in LA. He lives in New York. He's a hardened cop, but he's got a sensitive side. <laughs> There's a cocaine-addled bad guy who, who what's it called, um, heads over to the bad guys and tries to do a deal with him. Mm. There's loads going on. <laughs> One hour 50. One Thank hour you very 50. much indeed. Thank you very much. See you later. I'll tell you what I would say about Die Hard now. Right. If you look at it through 2022 eyes yeah he the this the subtext between john mcclain played by bruce willis in the nakatomi plaza and the police officer al by the way the police officer is called al powell al powell they signed that name off <laughs> al powell al powell yeah yeah um, al powell he's a black police officer who 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 develops a two-way communication over the radio mm. with john mcclain yeah and um, they're looking after each other, looking out for each other. In the modern perception of it, it's very homoerotic. Oh, what? Do you reckon they Oh. I can't wait to... Mate. Can't wait to get out of this plaza. Mate, they, they become very friendly very quickly. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really... It's it's a... So again, you're adding in more themes. Exactly. One hour fifty. Done. Yeah. Get it out. I would say, a conservative estimate... 50 times more things happen in Die Hard than in any Marvel movie. And the Marvel movies are all the same yeah. in principle and they're all three hours long. Have you seen they've used a Space Hog song for uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I'd love to see it. i love to see it too. 
It's not their best song though. Mungo City was their best song. Uh, they've used in the meantime, presumably, yeah, yeah. which is a classic though. Yeah. And I'd love to see them making a bit of cash because <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll tell you what I really loved. I loved it when Shaun of the Dead and then that Renault advert used uh, Mr. Mental by the eighties matchbox Beelon disaster. Right. I saw that and I thought I hope they made a few quid out of that. Because they deserve it. Yeah. They deserve they're a good band. They deserve it. Well they're a bit almost of guaranteed to be a number one hit uh, hit monster, aren't they? Yeah. Old Space Hog. Yeah, now, I think so. Gotta be. But there's that's that's Guardians of the Galaxy's thing, isn't it? They Mm. You know, it's quite obscure kind of rock and roll songs and um, Star-Lord loves them and that's, I, he's playing I them. I cannot them. believe that in 2022 um, the Christmas adverts for everything uh, all feature breathy... How are they still doing vocal- that? Still- <laughs> it took five years I've been doing it. How the fuck are they still doing that? They just that? sort of think, well, it has to be done. We have to do this. I think it's longer than five and years. So, so I think two of the adverts use the same Blink-182 song. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild it's stuff. Di- but it, Pete, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Mate. It's mate. very disappointing. disappointing mate. Um, but I would recommend um, a little-known film uh, called Die Hard. Die Hard. If, if you haven't seen Die it. Hard too. Die uh, Harder. And before we go to the break, a special mention for loads of people that pointed out that Channel Four sin- uh, brought accidentally broadcasted a um, <laughs> uncensored version of Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares the other day, <laughs> uh, which was incredible. <laughs> uh, as you can probably imagine, it contained, according to people who, who monitor these kind of things, 17 fucks, <laughs> nine shits, five he pisses. doesn't piss about, does he? Four craps, three bloody hells, and one bitch. Um, and Channel 4 have referred, them off, Channel 4 have refer, um, referred themselves to Ofcom, which seems mm. like a decent thing to do. Uh, I would... Um, be perfectly happy for that to happen every single time. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. Mm. Let's have a break. When we come back, we'll do some emails. We uh, have a few good ones in here. Uh, I don't want them to go unspoken for much longer. One of them's about bin men. Oh, no. It's the Luke Pete Show, and we are going to be hot for trot for your, hot for trot, hot to trot for your emails. So why don't we read some out, Luke Emo? Yeah, hello, LukePeteShow.com is the email you address. You promised one about bins? You know that by now. I'll do one about bins in a minute, but before mm, I do okay. that, I want to do one that makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh, um, no. It's from Dan in Vancouver. Hey, Dan in Vancouver. Dan Coover. I'd love, Dan Coover. I'd love to go to Vancouver, you know that. Yeah? Have you been? No, it's over the border from Seattle, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah. You were up that neck of the woods. I was up that neck of the woods, but it was, just, it was just a piss about getting a, a car over the border, and I was like, oh, come on. Is it harder? Is it hard, is it? No, it's just, it's just another thing. When you've only got a limited amount of time, we're only there for like two weekends, effectively. So right, okay. like, and we had to get down to LA. So yeah, it was, it was a non-starter. He might have stressed it. Yeah, it's supposed to be good, doesn't it? Yeah. What I wish would happen is that sponsors would recognise the quality and the listenership and oh, yeah. the impact of this show and actually start fucking putting their hands in their pocket for us to do some good stuff. Imagine, imagine uh, doing a, a Japan podcast where I haven't been to Japan for three years. I've, I've asked. Yeah. They have not provided. What have they said? I haven't asked. Abroad Japan's massive as well as a show. I mean, I've not. Who wouldn't want a piece of the Chris and Pete reunited in Japan story after three years? Get what? off your, get off your bum, British where do, Airways. Where do I sign? Get off your bot bot Emirates. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, terrible. Cost of living crisis. Cost of living crisis. Um, oh yeah, Russian invasion, isn't it? Every, it? It's all fucking Putin wins if you uh, give give the union what he wants. <laughs> no, exactly. Putin yeah. wins. You are playing into Vladimir Putin's hands. <laughs> Asking for a five percent pay rise there, <laughs> so so brave, isn't it? Uh, the thing about that—that's Nadim Zahawi, right? And I don't want to get on my political soapbox. Not when Dan from Vancouver is about to have his big moment, but I will say this: cunt, a stone cold yeah, cunt, because he'll say anything. Yeah, that's the thing. And um, and you look at his um, you look at his CV and you mm. look at what he's done in his life, mm. and you think, okay, yeah, it's your own choice. Do what you want to do, and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, you're making lots of people's lives worse, in my view. But you look at their kind of background and their education and the rest of it, mm. you know, he, he went to the same uni as me. 
It's a good uni. It's a good you know, uni. Apparently, everyone says he's clever. You know, he's, he's achieved a lot. Mm. Why are you doing this? Mm. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying And, and what it is, is you've got absolutely no shame. That's what, that's what unites all these fucking idiots. Yeah. It's the same. Did you see that thing about Tucker Carlson the other day? Uh... Tucker Carlson, who hosts the biggest, I think at least the second biggest um, cable network news show in the US on yeah. Fox. He's a terrible, terrible mm. presence. Mm. He's really, really making the world a worse place. Mm. You know, it's not a political viewpoint. He is awful, mm. right? And what he's been doing a lot recently is saying, Hunter Biden, who's Joe Biden's son, mm. this, that, and the other. And, and Hunter Biden is a divisive character. There's some stuff yeah. that's gone on there, which is questionable, right? Yeah. No one's saying it's not. But he's gone so over the top of it, he's made the whole thing stupid. Mm. And, he, and it's every single night, right? He's calling him out, he's saying this, he's saying that, he's parroting these conspiracy theories. He's mainstreaming conspiracy theories yeah. to vulnerable people. That's mm. basically what he's doing, right? That's bad enough. Mm. What came out the other day, he's emailing Hunter Biden directly, oh, give us a hand getting my son into this prestigious school, will you? What? How yeah. does that work then? I, why would Hunter Be- because, Biden do that? Because, it's, um, because it happened before. So he's already tapped, he's all before this all happened. Yeah. He's already tapped into oh, Hunter Biden as a contact. Right. Okay, got yeah, to do yeah, him a favour, yeah. and now he's flipped on him. Yeah. The point being, there's just no shame. Yeah. It's the same way that Herschel Walker in in Georgia will go out and say, "I believe this about the family unit. I believe this about abortion. Mm. I believe that." And people are this, and people are that. Five secret kids or something. Mm. You know, absolutely yeah, no yeah, shame yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. The projection is unbelievable, yeah. right? And that's what unites these grifters. Mm. Like, and Nadim Zahawi will say anything you ask him to say mm. if it's going to get him up the greasy pole a little bit higher. Mm. And that's what this is all about. And that's why he'll say a ridiculous thing about the unions, a ridiculous thing about Putin, because he thinks, I don't fucking care. Mm. I don't care about you. I care about myself. And the more people realise that, the better. Anyway. Don't, don't watch my video please anyway here he is Dan from Vancouver <laughs> what a build up but you got me on my soapbox and you sidetracked me there anyway Dan says big thanks from Vancouver he says hey fellas I'm a fairly new listener in Vancouver Canada I was hoping you could give a shout out to my mate Alex who got me hooked on your show so this is a nice story but it's also got the added seasoning for me that's going to make Pete feel quite uncomfortable hmm. which is why I want to read it uh, Dan says I moved out here four years ago and Alex recently flew, flew over from our hometown the Arsene the Nova in the UK uh, on a road trip from Vancouver up to Whistler he suggested that we put on the Luke and Pete show as I love listening to Pete on the Abroad in Japan podcast um, don't tell him that if you think it'll inflate his ego too much Pete is completely ego free so I've got no problem with that uh, he says your, your banter is stellar and it's a genuine joy listening to you both twice a week I've been listening to some episodes from a few months back and you asked how do people who listen to this show advertise it to their mates? Well, I can give you Alex's sales pitch. It's two dudes talking about absolute shite, but they're hilarious, and he's not wrong. A big thank you to the both of you. Keep up the good work, and a big thank you to Alex, who's made me turn into a weird battery troll whenever I travel for work. All the best, Dan. I wanted to include that because I know you don't like praise, Peter. Mm. And also, it really does indicate how important it is for word of mouth spreading. That's the most impactful way of podcasts being shared around, and we'd really appreciate it if you do enjoy the show, to tell your mates you think would also like it. Cholera, Luke and Pete Show, two massive word-of-mouth sharing events. Yeah, rabies, Let's... rabies? no, no, you can't do rabies. Uh, d- yeah, I never know. It. No, you've got to be bitten, nothing. I mean, yeah, rabies, okay. your blood is a blood-changing Probably thing, is, isn't it? I yeah. Think, yeah. Cholera, what, pass through water, isn't Cholera's it? Cholera's water, yeah, I think so. So you could give someone a little smooch, I reckon, pass yeah. it on. Yeah. Probably not, I don't know. Smooching's fine, Smooching's for the most fine. part, isn't it? We have, a, we have a smooch yeah, after every smooch. show, don't we? Yeah, a yeah. little end, little D, D smooch. But yeah. Thank you, Dan, for um, for letting us know that you've um, you've discovered that from your pal, Alex. And <clears> thank <throat> you to your friend, Alex, for being such a good pal. Yes, to please. To us and to Dan. Good stuff, right. Dan and Alex. 
Do the email. Do the email from Dino about bin men. Why Peter. people from Vancouver just seem really nice? Yeah. Um, good morning. Just a quick one relating to the topic of bin men. Uh, this is from Dino Pevley. Um, since she was a toddler, my daughter Willow has uh, run to the front door shouting "Bin man, bin man!" every Friday morning, so she can stand and wave to the bin man as they collect our bins. She's now six, and upon starting primary school, the greatest trauma she had about such a massive step for uh, child's development was that she wouldn't see the bin men on a Friday morning because she'd be at school. Oh, that's that's adorable. Uh, whenever there is a bank holiday, though, she gets excited as it means they will come on a Saturday morning so she can dutifully stand and wave to them. I, 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 you can't tell us a story on a hangover. I'll cry. I'm crying now. <laughs> I'm just... School holidays are met with excitement because you get to see them every single week. Every single time, without fail, the cart driver beeps his horn and gives her the biggest wave and it makes her day every time. Oh, on a side note, when I was younger and uh, less enthused about working than I am now, I told my then girlfriend that I wanted a job that paid well, but didn't require me to work lots of hours. But sadly, jobs like that didn't exist. She told me I should uh, become a bin man as they get paid really well and I only have to work one day a week. Naturally, this confused me, but uh, on further questioning, it became clear that she thought the bin men only worked on Fridays because that was the day they collected the bins. Yeah, nice. So do it all, like, they cram it all. Cram it all one in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a um it's a nice story because um we started this bin men chat mm. about how a lot of let's be honest brexit voting men in their 50s I've and got, 60s have got a real horn on for um bin men who can lift bins and the war basically it's the and war and the war it's basically the war isn't it spitfires yeah. spitfire the drink yeah and bins yeah and yeah. they and they said that bin men these days aren't friendly or whatever and that they're not real bin men because they have bins <laughs> on wheels it's weird and high vis one of those Ugh. things that the more you explain it, the kind of weirder it is. And they never hang off the back of their bin lorry anymore. I would definitely do that if I was a bin man. Oh, the, ones that, the ones near me do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I don't think they're allowed to, but I don't care. No. They just get on with it, baby. <laughs> in a city refuse, in a city times, where's all that refuse going? It's going to that um, tip near um, Millwall. If you've got an appointment. If you've got an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have an appointment now. Not for that. Do you really? Or for, for your dog. one? No, for I just turn I'll rock up whenever I fucking want, baby. Go on, let Do me you? in. Yeah, they um, flash up your um, they flash up your registration. They've got like a connection. This a collection sounds of stuff. high tech. Yeah, this flash up your. They've got a little sign that says that flash up your registration, basically logging it so you don't come back ten times a day dropping off nonsense. But it's not fair because I've only got Fiat Five Hundred. Some people have big fucking vans that they turn up in. How often you go in there? Uh, less than Sarah would like. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but not as much as you would like. Not as you, I would like. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it there. I really do. There was a man throwing out a lot of cassette tapes, and I felt like going, "Give me those cassette tapes." Why don't you just ask for him? Shy boy. Yeah, you're shy, shy boy. Was he, was he a bigger boy? He's a bigger boy. He was an older boy. Um, but they've got like this um, big um, sort of um, plastic uh, um, sort of dog. <laughs> the, the blocks who run the run the show and always look like they're having a nice time. Like always, sort of going, "Hey, mate." Uh, that's recycling. Hey, mate, light tubes over there. Hey, mate, car batteries over there, please. Yeah. Scrap metal ovens right in the back. I think it'd be a good job. I'd lo- I'd, in I'd the summer. It. In the summer when it really stinks. Is it, o- <laughs> <laughs> is it, it open really in the winter? Yeah, something in the winter. Yeah, it's not. It's not as pleasurable when you have got a wet cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. There's a brilliant um, uh, storyline in the third season of this country. Have you seen that? Mm, no. Um, where Daisy May Cooper's character, um, Kerry Mucklow, she. Um, gets a job at the dump. And right. it's so well observed. It's exactly like yeah. that. They're just well into it, aren't they? Yeah. Sunglasses on a string, the high vis, <laughs> just just a lo- lords in command of their own environment, yeah. right? Yeah. And would you love to be a part of that? I'd love to just sit on an old sofa, having a cup of tea, and just chatting to, to my mate. 
It would just be so cool. Well, a lot of them are Polish and they speak in Polish, but I mean, I, I, I would, would like you like them to teach you Polish? I, I would learn a bit of Polish. I'd have a lovely time. I'd have yeah. the time. Yeah. I'd have the time. All yeah. I'd, all, all, the only thing I'd have to do is get in my cab and s- get the machine and smash down the, down the refuse. Well, that would be good as well. And that would be a lot of fun. And then you, and then you, then, then you're good to go. I love my tip. Do you think there's a rule on what you can take home? I don't think you're allowed to take anything home these days. Oh, really? Yeah, for safety issues. Back in the stuff. day, you were back definitely... Back in the day, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But this is the thing, and I fear for the partner you've got access to here, because if, if we are if we are going to have a flight of fancy here, and I think we should, where you're working at a tip in the 80s, mm. maybe the early 90s... I'm, I'm bringing my own with me, yeah. Oh, there's 15 I mean, microwaves <laughs> in the kitchen. Without question. <laughs> I was just like, uh, yeah. It, it's and I don't even like, want to think about the garage. <laughs> it would be like that, because, I mean, there's very... You do see stuff at the tip, and you sort of go... I've seen that stuff at a car boot before. I've thought about that at a car boot. Well, before. this is the thing, and, and I would say that I'm I'm probably quite guilty of this. So when it, when we have a, have a clean out, um, mm. uh, and I say uh, there's maybe eight or ten things, mm. maybe five or six books that I don't really want anymore, um, and maybe a couple of other bits and pieces. Do you know what I do? Mm. I write a bo- on a box, free, please take, and I put it outside the house. Right, yeah. People yeah, yeah. can get some use out of it. Yeah, it's recycling. People can you know, a mini library for people because it's easier. Than doing a car boot, I haven't got enough stuff for a car boot. Yeah. I'll probably make a tenner. By the time I drive there and back, it's not worth it. I'll just give it away. So I can see why people take things down to the tip because it's just one hit, you're done. You haven't mm. got to worry about it again. You need mm. the space or whatever. Mm. But but they recycle a lot of stuff down there now, right? Oh yeah, I mean there's bins for books and stuff. So there's and there's stuff that still kind of works, sort of thing. It would be a hard heart indeed for a council worker to punish someone for taking a book home from the tip. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I that is a perk it. of the job, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. But they must they must have things. They must have places they they take these books, presumably. Speaking of books, by the way, just finally before we go, Jonathan's been in touch. Says hello there. Following on from Luke's sweet shop story. Remember that? Mm. People oh yeah, yeah. So I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. He was fun. He said, I used to work in a struggling independent bookshop where the owner used to walk around snatching books out of the hands of any browsing customer <laughs> while muttering about the integrity of the spine of the books. <laughs> the business did not thrive. No. Best wishes, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's such a British, to me, it's such a British thing. It's all, it's all you've got is the friendliness of the store, of a bookstore. Nobody wants... Because the amount... You know those bookstores that are on like Charing Cross Road? The posh bookstops, yeah. shops. First they're too, stuff, they're yeah. way too uh, intimidating to go in. They're just not friendly. That's yeah. why I like Waterstones and stuff was such a nice place to be because, you know, you just get on with it, read what you want, there's take a, home whatever you don't want. There's a bookshop in um, Manchester, Vermont, mm. um, which is a town that my wife and I got married in, mm. called the North Shire Bookstore. Right. Uh, and it's an amazing community asset, right? So it's quite a posh town anyway, so I kind of understand how they get away with it. Mm. Um, but it's like a properly like, labyrinthine bookstore um it's amazing it's got mm. a massive second hand section they do like a loyalty scheme where if you buy the book from there you take it back after you've read it you get like a credit and you mm. build up credits so and you can get more books and that mm. kind of stuff they do events there they've got a coffee shop they've got loads of nice places because they've got such a big space mm. where you can actually if you know if you want and I, did, I literally did this like two weeks ago grab a book that you quite like the look of um have a seat cup of coffee i just read like the first 30 pages of it i was like yeah i'm gonna buy that Cool. It was an amazing experience. There's yeah. something very serene and relaxing about being in a bookshop. Mm. And um, I don't know if the man who Jonathan worked for understood that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know if it's still going. Jonathan, get back in touch. Tell us that the yeah. bookshop's still open because it doesn't sound like it is. No. And, and that's, I, I had a kind of fancy a while back of, of owning my own bookshop. But I did, in my defense, I did realize fairly quickly that I don't think I wanted any customers. 
Right. I just yeah, wanted yeah, to have a nice quiet time. You know, <laughs> and, and, calm down. and maybe I should just go to the library instead. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's get out of here, Peter. Hello at lukeandpeach.com is the email address for all your Christmas stories or anything else you want to email about, of course. Mm. We are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram. If you're a fan of Pete generally, which, you know, why wouldn't you be? He does do quite a lot of streaming now on the Football Ramble Twitch page, which is, I mean, none of it was about football, was it, last time? No. Yeah. What um, were the topics you went through last time? Uh, monkeys playing football. Yeah. Uh, Japanese um, uh, crowd control techniques using nets. Yeah. I found a light that um, lights up with my voice in the room. Uh, rats. Loads of rats. Talking about the fancy rats that we yeah. spoke about on the Link Peach. So that sounds like your cup of tea, twitch.tv forward slash football ramble, I think. Just search football ramble on Twitch if you're a Twitch person. You can check that out. I sometimes pop up on there, but not as much as Peter. That's where you can find him. Um, and that's it. We'll see you again on Thursday. Christmas is coming. The geese are getting fat. Mm. Please put a penny in, in Pete Dawson's hat. hat. I mean, because goose fat's quite useful, isn't it? So it's good they're getting fat. My mum uses goose fat on the old roast potatoes every year. Good luck. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.